listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. All right, let's get into this today. Talking about built tough, built for strength. You know, I was thinking this morning that we are built to fast. You know, when as I was praying, I was like, you know what? This whole like, uh, this is too hard. I can't uh, push away the plate. I don't think I can do this. What do you mean? No food for 21 days. Uh, you know, is this something that I truly can step into? And absolutely. You know why? Because we're built for the commandments of God. We're built for it. He didn't instruct us to do something and not give us the ability to carry it out. Amen. He didn't instruct us to do something. And fasting is an instruction in the word of God. When you fast, when you pray. And that's what we're doing these 21 days. We are fasting and praying and pushing the plate away and saying, Lord, I am built for this. I am built for your commands. I am built to carry out the instruction of God. And as you've been hearing my husband say um, on the nine o'clock broadcast, he's been saying we are we're built for big. We're built for big things. So God has made us strong. He's made us strong. Now I am going to get into today on, um, you know, the the foundation that has to be laid, because obviously the Bible talks about uh, the foundation has to be the right foundation in order for us to be strong. But he made us that way when we're going to have to take that choice on what foundation we're going to go with. All right. So we are built. We don't do this whole like, you know, the, the thing things make us stronger. God's already made you strong. You don't have to go through the bad to come out tough. You don't have to go through struggles to be strong in the Lord. You're strong in the Lord from the moment you become a Christian and you fill yourself with the, the word of God. You, you ingest the word of God. There's a supernatural strength that remains in you. And so we don't have to go through things. We don't have to do that, what, whatever that song is, like what doesn't kill us make us stronger. We don't, we, don't, we don't need to think that way. That's not a biblical mindset. We need to get back to the biblical mindset of what makes us strong, the foundation that we're on. What makes us strong? And that's our foundation, not the issues of life from the enemy that come our way. Not, now, you, you'll we'll learn from it, but that's not what makes you strong. So we're built for strength. We're built for endurance. We are built for breakthroughs. But how? But how? Look, go with me to Psalm 46. I'm going to go with four through five first uh, before we head over to Matthew. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. Now, I want you to understand when we're talking here in Psalm 46, that city is you. That city is you. So look, you have a river brings joy to the city of our God, 
the sacred home of the Most High. When you are that city and you're housing God, when you're housing God, what's going to happen? It says God dwells in that city. And look, it cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. You are a city that cannot be destroyed. You are built tough, but there's a reason it can't be destroyed. That foundation is there. God, it's, it's Psalm 46, four through five, Aaron. God is in that city. And so it, it, it cannot not be destroyed. When he's dwelling in you, you are a fortified city that's not gonna crumble. All right, go with me to um, Matthew 7. This is where, and you know, a lot of us, especially as we're going through the fast and we're reading through the, the New Testament, you guys have read this story and it's being built on a foundation. But I'm going to read it real quick because we're going to talk about a few faulty foundations that's not going to get what we're believing for. During this time of prayer and fasting, all of us, including me, have some really large prayer requests and things that I'm confessing within my family, within my ministry, with my friends. I mean, there are things that I'm calling in. I am, I'm calling them in, in my prayer time. And so Matthew 7, and we'll start with 24, and, it, and, and this is where he's talking about building on a solid foundation. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash, a mighty crash. And so what foundation have you laid? Good morning, Janine. Have you laid um, 724 through 27 I read? Did, have you laid during this time of prayer and fasting? What foundation? Now, yes, this foundation is what we should live our entire life on. But right now, while we're doing this fast, what foundation have you laid for the beginning of this year that's going to carry you till December 31st? What foundation have you taken the time to build in this 21 days of prayer and fasting? Because we're built, like I said, we're built for strength, we're built for endurance. We're built for breakthrough. And I like that last one. We are built for breakthrough because we're not going to allow the walls of the enemy. We're not going to allow the rains, the flood, the wind to overtake us because we have a solid foundation of what the word of God says over our life. Did he say you can walk in divine healing? Yes. Despite what others are going on around you, despite the people you know that are in a, a, a physical battle right now, is Jesus a healer? Yes. Does his word say it? Yes. Does he heal all? Yes. Done. 
sealed. That's it. My foundation is he died on the cross so we can live in divine healing. Okay, so that's our foundation. And that's where we, we can't let the winds and the rain and the storm of life and what other people are going through to change our belief system. That's what, that's what gets us in trouble. That's when you start moving your home, this, moving your home over to the sandy ground. As soon as you start to switch up and say, well, I don't understand. That person lives a strong life of faith. Listen, that part is not for you to understand. You are to understand what the word of God says and what the foundation is built on. Does it say we are to walk in joy and peace and love? Yes, the Bible proclaims it. The Bible says we must walk in love. We won't have our prayers answered if we don't walk in love. It's that important to walk in love. So on the foundation of love, we need to build our lives on a foundation of love. So when you know what that foundation is, despite what anything else is going on around you, you know, and stuff's going to come up. When you're fasting, there's going to be things that the enemy is going to try to throw your way. And are you strong enough? Is your foundation there? I know you're built tough, but do you know you're built tough? That's why I'm, I'm, I'm getting this into you today is that you are built for breakthrough. You're built for breakthrough. You're not built for the storms of life to break you. You're built for a breakthrough when those things come your way. And so these are faulty foundations. Just thought of three, uh, was thinking last night, just three foundations that are common that we can, I like that Ruth, everyone should write that. I am built for breakthrough. I am built for breakthrough. Because when you get that vision in your head of being built for breakthrough, you, you envision yourself like a steam engine, like I'm busting through the barricades. This is my right as a child of God. This is what he said I can have. And so I'm coming through. I don't care that there's a, a roadblock. I don't care that there's a wall. If God said, said it, I can have it because his word said it. It's mine because as a child of God, these are the promises that I get to live in in my covenant. So that's right. I am built for breakthrough. And so here's three faulty foundations I was thinking of last night that we've all had to shove out of our mind. We've all had to push away. And one of them is emotions. Hey, especially being a lady, you know. I know some guys that got some emotions, but I know that we are, as women, built a little bit differently. But emotions, emotions, if we don't have them in check, we're going to cave. We, we're we're going to cave during this fast. We're going to cave when, when something rises up and we think, oh, it's too much for me. I can't handle this. Only people who don't have their spirit man filled and don't have a solid foundation, that's going to come out of their mouth that's going to come out of their mouth is I, I can't do this. I'm weak. And, and, and obviously when, when we feel weak, he jumps in, he's made us strong, but you can't, you, you got to keep your emotions in check because you're going to cave at every situation, big or small. 
up, down. You know, you know those people that are like emotional roller coasters? You know, you, you don't even know, like, are they okay today? Are they good today? Did they get enough sleep? Uh, did they eat breakfast? Are they, like, hangry? Are they, but, but sometimes they, they can live not having breakfast, so, but today they couldn't. You know, did they wake up on the wrong side of the bed? And so emotions are always going to lie to you. You have to be in control of your emotions. We don't live by our emotions. We don't live by how we feel. You have to confess what you want to see. Our words are seeds and they're powerful and they go before us. And so what you want to see is something you're going to want to say. If you don't want to see it, don't say it. So think of it that way. I don't want to see this thought that's in my head. So zip, throw the key away. Don't say it. And so our emotions are going to lie to us. We don't live by them. We live by the word of God. We live by the word of God. All right. Here's another faulty foundation that will trip us up every time. It will get you not to fast. It will get you to be in the wrong church. It will get you to believe the wrong doctrine. And it's tradition. It's tradition. We can get so caught up in tradition that we will lose out on what God has for us. We will not be strong. We will not have a solid foundation if we live based on tradition. I know so many people that are stuck at crappy churches because this is what they say. Well, my grandparents went here and you know, they helped build that wall over there. And so, you know, then my parents came here and, you know, they grew up in kids class. And, and then, you know, now my kids go here and they get to see where their grandparents went and they got to see where their parents went. And oh my gosh, well, now that's just a good reason to go there because they get to see where people went. They get to see what their grandparents built a wall on a church. They get to see that tradition's really going to make them strong when the enemy comes against them. You know, when sickness and disease is coming your way, when calamity is coming your way, when the enemy trying to go against you on your job you should just start saying yelling the word tradition it's a tradition I did this because of tradition and see if if the devil understands the authority of the word tradition or does the enemy understand the authority of the power of the word of God so that's what you're going to have to go against is tra tradition going to save your life later on is is tradition it, think about it is that what you'd rather Build your foundation on is a tradition or going after the fire of God, going after the things of God, going after the word and having the authority and walking in all power. So we have to get rid of a faulty foundation of tradition and emotions because that's not what's going to build your strength. That's not what's going to. So if you're thinking here today, you know what? There are some things that we're doing because of tradition whether it be in my family, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, it's not bringing goodness into your life, it's not bringing the power, it's, it, it, it's uh, putting out the fire of God, get rid of tradition. Get rid of tradition. It, it's not needed. Um, actually, and I wrote this down because I was looking last night, look at this. If you go over to Mark uh, talking about tradition, uh, Mark 7 pretty powerful. Mark 7, Jesus replied, you hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, 
These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship, their worship is farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. For you ignore God's law and substitute you, your own tradition. He hates it. He doesn't want tradition. He wants you to obey and believe his word of God. He doesn't care. He doesn't want you to substitute this for tradition. He hates it. And you can go on uh, to, to read about it. Uh, you skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold on to your own tradition. For instance, Moses gave you the law from God, honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of your father and mother must be put to death. Ooh, we don't really do that nowadays, but... <laughs> But you say it's all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you for I have vowed to God that I would have given to you. And so that's the kind of man-made tradition that are lies that are going to get you out of the blessings of God. There you go, Neil. Mark 7. He hates tradition. All right. Then last, the, the third one was popular culture social pressure. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. This is, this is a move. This is a movement in this group. This is a movement in this group. Uh, you know, we have to realize, if you go along with, with the popular culture of Christianity, what's popular, what works today isn't going to work tomorrow. You know, you can't go with the popularity. It, it, it's, a super, it's a super faulty foundation. You can't go with the social pressure of Christianity. You'll end up going to hell. You'll end up sinning. They'll, they'll tell you, you know, it's okay, to, it's okay to drink. Well, we know that drinking itself, taking a, 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 a beer or, and you know, all of you are going to gasp in a minute when I say this, <laughs> isn't a sin. Read your Bible. You will see that. Getting drunk is. So here's the point. Why are we going to go by popular culture that's going to tell you this isn't, a, this isn't a sin, which it's not. Being drunk is, and it's okay to drink. But then we have to go by, well, everyone's body weight is different. Everyone can intake differently. We're going to get to the line. Now we're going to push ourselves over to being uh, past that. And as soon as you're drunk, like, what's the limit of being drunk? It's different for everybody. So why be caving to the, the popular culture of what they tell you is okay to do? It's okay to do it. Jesus did it. Jesus turned water into wine and, you know, all this stuff. And I've had uh, wine, I've had Christian wine groups reach out to me and they want to talk to me about it. And, and because it's so absurd and there's nothing to talk to you about it. Just read the word of God. Okay. And so if you go and you, and you get with somebody who's okay with that, the next thing you know, it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope into sin. So going by popular culture instead of a sure foundation, you'll slip into sin. You will not have a breakthrough spirit. You will have a wishy-washy spirit. You will just be like, well, they're doing it. This group's doing it. And then, you know, but they said, uh, I, yes, Ashley, I'm sure you've seen me post about it. I can't remember what the name of it was, but they're, they're all over. It's like wine in Jesus or something like that. It's really insane. 
Literally girls sit around a coffee table, table with wine and read the Bible. I'm not even sure how that works, but anyway. <laughs> but this is the kind of stuff that's out there. And that is what people would look like and say, oh, that's, that works, that's popular culture, that's social pressure, I'm gonna do it, it's not a big deal, you're right, there was drinking in the Bible, there was wine in the Bible, but you know what? Why do I wanna look like anything that the world has to offer? If the Bible tells me that I'm from a different kingdom, why do I wanna look like this world? I don't get it, especially for leadership. We should look far from the world. If the Bible says we are to be a city set on a hill that the light can't go out, don't be tripped up by popular culture and social pressure because that is a faulty, faulty foundation. Faulty. God's word never changes. You might not understand always what's going on. You might not like it. Uh, when you read the word of God and he speaks to you, it might sting a little bit. You know, when he rebukes you and corrects you, it's to put you in the right direction. It's never to harm you. Same for, same for parents and the natural. You know, I don't like correcting my kids in a stern way or disciplining them, but I'm going to put them on the right path because I have grown up and I've seen things and experienced things that I am wise about it. And I'm going to teach my, if I love my children, won't I speak up and say something? And that's like our heavenly father. So the word of God, when you're reading and praying and fasting, it might sting a little bit, but it's for your life. It's for the goodness. It's for the blessings of God to be able to come in your life. He just wants good for you. His correction is not to harm you. His correction is not to throw a struggle or two your way. Let's see how strong they're built. Let's see if they can handle it. That's a dumb way to look at our Heavenly Father. And it's an incorrect way to look at our Heavenly Father. That's not the Father God I serve. And that's not the Father God you serve. Um, and so it, you might sing a little bit and it's not going to be politically correct. The word of God is not to be politically correct, but it's always true and it's always right. And it says it's alive and powerful. It's alive and powerful. Um, go with me to Psalm 92. It says here, here's proof. You are strong. But you have made me as strong as a wild ox. You have anointed me with the finest, or in other translations, fresh oil. We need that fresh oil every day. Fresh. That's why in, in the, the prayer, it says, give us this bread, our daily bread. Because Jesus has something for you new every day that's fresh. It's not stale bread. It's not last week bread. It's fresh bread, fresh oil. Everything he has for us is about new. I mean, after all, when you were saved, he says you're a new creature. He didn't come in and transform an, an old Carolyn or an old Hannah and Gina and just said, all right, here's I stuck a few band-aids on you. Now go live life. No, 
completely new. That's why he tells us, just forget your past. I don't even remember it. You are forgiven. You are a brand new creature. And so every day there's fresh oil, fresh revelation, fresh miracles, just fresh in front of everything you want to put, fresh joy, a fresh love for people, a new fresh love and compassion for people. Ask for that every day. Fresh miracles. I want something new every day. Every day. I want fresh revelation. I want fresh manifestation. So look at that. He has made me as strong as a wild ox. You've anointed me with the finest or fresh oil. My enemies have seen, I'm sorry, my eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the defeat of my wicked opponents. But the godly, that's me, I'm, I'm, I'm godly, I'm built for breakthrough. You're built for endurance. You're built for strength. You're built for breakthrough. But the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. You know, and I was looking up these trees because he mentions palm trees and cedars of Lebanon in different parts. And when you look them up, it's pretty interesting because I live where there's a lot of palm trees. And so, you know, I started like looking up about them and they, they withstand, I mean, they withstand hurricanes. They're, they've got tons, I mean like massive roots that go down um, they're, they're strong, they're, they're able to bend, so when there's heavy storms and waves, they're just not like, I mean, and, and rain, they're not like just ripped easily out of the ground like you see other trees, and you got to get the strings and the posts and put them back in. I have one in, in my backyard that's a hibiscus tree, and every time it rains and the water gets, the ground gets super wet, it starts to lean over, and I got to go back out, and you know, so I never have to do that with a palm tree. And it has giant seeds. So there's so many things to these types of trees that are not just casually mentioned just because he just randomly picked it up. And the cedars of Lebanon are strong and they produce in all seasons. They produce in all seasons. Go back to Psalm 1. That's what we are. Where are we planted by? We're planted by a riverbank. Okay, so what river is flowing to you? What, what is coming up your roots? What, what are you connected to that's flowing inside of you? The water that you're drinking from matters. That river matters. So look what it says. For they are transplanted, uh, transplanted to the Lord's own house. So that type, the palm tree, the, the cedars of Lebanon, he wants those in his house. He wants those in his presence. He knows what they can do. He knows what they're built for. And that's what God wants around. I want to be what God wants around. I want, I want God to look at me and say, I can use her. She doesn't compromise. She fills herself with the word of God. I'm going to give her fresh revelation. She's going to have the favor of God on her life. Same for you. Say, that's, that's it. That's what I want, Lord. I want you to want me, God. I want you to want me. I want you to want me around. I want you to think of me when you say, listen, I got, a, I got soldiers to put out there. I've got things that need to be accomplished, right? And so I want, God, I want God to think of my name. When he wants something to be done on this earth, I want God to think of my name. I can use Carolyn. I can use 
Winona. I can use Tobin. I can use Anne-Marie. I can use Laura. I, 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 the, I want my name to come across God's mind when he wants something to be shaken in this earth and this nation. I want him to say, hey, I've got her on my side. That's how I want to, God's on my side, but I want him to equally think the same thing. I've got him on my side. I've got her on my side. She's built for breakthrough. I can use her. She's built to be first ahead of the army. I can use him. I can use her. And it says, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, will they still produce fruit? They will remain vital and green. They will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock. There is no evil in him. And so he's made us strong. It says it at the beginning of the verse that I just read. He's made us strong. And with that, he has anointed us with something new every day. When you get up this morning, when you get up every morning, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord in advance for what he's going to do. Thank him for what he's doing. Praise him throughout the day. We know that praise, uh, I, I've taught on this before, praise confuses your enemy. When a report's given, when, when you feel like you can't go on anymore, you feel a heaviness, you feel anxiety, you feel like you don't want to get out of your bed, you feel like you're stuck in a, in a rut, you feel like you don't have purpose, you've got to praise the Lord. You've got to praise the Lord. And um, I'm going to go and end with what I started with, which was Psalm 46. I started with Psalm 46, 4 through 5, but I want to go down to, um, I want to go down to uh, 46, 10, because it says, be still and know that I am God. Everybody can quote this. Everybody quotes this. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I, it's like on every t-shirt, every, um, Every keychain, you know, phone case, be still and know that I am God. But are we really still? He's not asking us to stop because you have to be productive in the kingdom and you have to do things. You have to work. Uh, you have, I mean, just like in the natural, you, you, just, Proverbs says lazy, lazy people don't eat, lazy people are foolish, lazy people don't receive the blessings of God. So in the natural, you have to be productive, just like you are in the supernatural with your spirit man. It says, be still and know that I am God. So our minds need to be still. We can still be active. We need to be praying. We need to be standing in faith. We need to be confessing. But what happens is our mind gets tripped up. And if our mind doesn't know who our Heavenly Father is, know what the Word of God says about a situation, we're not going to be still. What are we going to do? We're going to be in turmoil. We're not going to have peace. You know, it, the Bible says clearly in Isaiah 26, if we keep our thoughts fixed on Him, fixed on Him, we'll live in perfect peace. 
So you can have perfect peace. People always say, well, no, you got to have a, you know, life. It's, there's life. It's just life. You know, you got to have a, a, a few things wrong. You got to, you know, how can you really be happy all the time, every day? Well, the Bible explains to us. And Isaiah, if we keep our thoughts fixed on him, heavenly, on the heavens, if we keep our thoughts fixed on him, we can live in perfect peace. John 14, 27. It says that the gift of peace was given to us, children of God. All his gifts, except for salvation, is given to everybody who wants it. But the gift of peace is given to us as a child of God. And it says in John 14, 27, that the world didn't give it. So therefore, the world can't take it away. So if you've let something rob you of a gift that God's given to you, you've handed it over. I know um, responsibility in Christianity is a hard thing to swallow nowadays. It's a hard thing because we want to push it off on everything else. But at the end of the day, what we see in our life, what manifestation, what revelation we have, um, how we raise our faith up, it all lies on us. What are we doing? What are we building our foundation on? What, 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 are, what are we doing? And so be still and know that I am God. If we, don't, if we aren't still and we use the whole like... Um, what if, that puts us into fear. What if this happens? What if I don't get this? What if they never come out of this? What if, what if, what if? That statement right there is watering fear. It's going to make fear grow in your life. You have to be still. Your mindset. You need to physically be active. Faith is an action word, but your mind needs to be at rest that God's going to handle it. But how do you know that? It's built on your foundation. I gave three faulty foundations today just as examples. But when we build our lives, that's what we're talking about, the house, our lives, on the rock, you know, the, the, the Bible says uh, uh, we, we build our, up, upon the rock, the gates of hell will not prevail, okay? So we're building the church. What is the church? We're the church, okay? I've heard we're the church so much during these last two years. And, and yes, we are the church. But don't come at me when I post stuff saying, you know, I posted something about I don't I don't agree with social distancing. I don't do social distancing and neither did Jesus. And I back scripture up with it. So somebody had a problem with that and told me I should care about social distancing. And then they <laughs> they had the audacity, which I love when people who don't live right for God and who don't even do what they're supposed to be doing as a Christian tried to give me the Bible. I'm not saying I know everything in the Bible, but, but surely, I mean, don't, don't, don't live a certain way and then come at me about the Bible saying, you know, well, we are the church. Don't you know that? We can do church at home. Well, let me tell you something. If you're going to say your church, which, which he said, and, and the gates of hell won't prevail against it, they're not going to come against us because why? We have a sure foundation. We have a solid wall. We're built for strength. We're built for breakthrough. We're built for endurance. But if you're going to say you're the church, so that's why we have to do these 
stay at home and do all these things that, that the world's telling you to do, then you're representing the church wrong. You're not doing it right. It says, I mean, throughout Hebrews then where it says, uh, I think it's 1025, you know, when you see the, the, the day of the Lord approaching, gather all the more. I mean, so if you're going to be the person that's like, you're home because you're out of fear, then, then you're, not, you're not the church. Because the church doesn't hide, the church doesn't run, the church doesn't compromise, the church doesn't fail, the church... So, I mean, if you're going to be, I'm the church, then you better look like the church. You better look like the church that God says you are to look like. And just like I said, we don't run, we don't hide, we don't fail, we don't compromise, we don't bow down. We don't do those things. So if you're going to look like the church, you better get back in church. <laughs> and so be still and know that I am God. Rest our minds in the word of God. And what comes out of being still? I was texting Ted yesterday, I think during service, um, it, was on the, it was on the airplane coming home and we've been saying, you know, we're built, we're built for bigger. That's, that's a confession Ted and I have been saying through this fast. We're built, we're built for bigger. We're built for bigger. We're built for bigger. And man, when I was on the airplane and reading and stuff, it like hit me. I was thinking of Daniel 11, 32. So, here we go. So then yesterday I'm reading, be still and know that I am God. And it connected me with what I, that was Sunday. It connected me with what I was reading on Saturday. And it says in Daniel 11:32, but the people who know their God will be strong and resist him. Or other translation says, and do great exploits. So you can be still and know that I am God. When you know your God, what does it say in Daniel? You can resist the enemy and you'll do great exploits and you are strong. So when you're still and you know who your God is, you know who your foundation is, you will be able to be strong and do great exploits. I love when God shows you a connection like that. Because we always read, be still, know that I am God. But then when you uh, start thinking about, well, when I know my God, when I know my God, what should I have when I know my God? What shall I have? And when I was thinking that, I was like, I just read it on Saturday. This is what I know I'll have. When I know my God, when I build my foundation, when I know that he built me strong, not to fail, but to have power over the enemy, it says in Daniel eleven thirty two, the people who know their God will be strong and resist him. Or another translation is do mighty, do great exploits in the kingdom of God. We have a work to do, everybody. We have things that God has called us to do. There's things that we're believing for. And listen, we have this week to continue to press in, to press in together, to continue to pray, to continue to be strengthened. You know, I, I did a broadcast before I left and I did it on uh, Genesis 32 on Jacob and I started the fast with, listen, I'm not gonna let go, Lord, until you bless me. I'm not gonna let go 
until I get and see in my family that I'm believing for. And that's what I'm doing this year. I've got a tight grip on the things that I'm waiting to see God do. There's some heavy miracles that I'm believing God for. There's things in my family's lives. There's uh, people and my friends that I'm believing big for. Big stuff in this ministry. We're built for big. We're not built for small. We're built to do mighty exploits in the name of Jesus. We're built. Jesus is coming soon. And I'm not sitting around and doing nothing and twiddling my thumbs and, and, and think I've arrived just because we've got this studio and that's it. No, there's bigger things coming in the mighty name of Jesus. And I'm not letting go until I see it. I'm not letting go until I see it. Thank you, Jesus, for each and every person watching. Thank you, Lord, as we continue during this fast, this is day 16, that a strength comes upon us to carry out this last week. Thank you, Lord, that as we walk into 2022 with divine instruction on our divine possession, Lord, this will be a year like no other. Thank you, Lord, for the foundation that you've given to us, that you built us strong, that we will do great exploits in the mighty name of Jesus. We are built for breakthrough. We're built for signs, wonders, and miracles. It's in our DNA. Lord, you, it's in our DNA to see our prayer requests come to pass. It's in our DNA to call salvation in for our family. It's in our DNA to live by great faith. It's in our DNA to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. It's in our DNA to be strong. It's in our DNA to not compromise. It's in our DNA to speak to the void and see manifestations come of the desires placed in our heart, Lord. It is in our DNA because we are built strong. We're built strong. Our roots are planted by the river of life. Our roots are planted near you, Lord, for what comes up inside of us, Father God. What builds our spirit, man, are the good things that you have for us. Thank you, Lord, that we walk by faith and not by sight. We're not letting go until you bless us. We're not letting go until we see the list of people we have for salvation, Father God, get saved. We're not letting go. There's people here that need miracles in their body. They have a death sentence on their life. We're not letting go. We are standing in agreement with them that we live by faith. And our faith says that we are healed in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke the enemy. He has no say. He has no power. He has no hold on us in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God, as we continue to walk in 2022. There's not one thing we're bringing in from the past years. Not one thing. We left it all back on the last day of the last year. We're not carrying one thing. This is a fresh year, a fresh month a fresh day and a fresh hour. Just like your word of God says, you've given us fresh oil, a fresh anointing. Thank you, Lord, that each day we have daily bread. Each day we have fresh provision. We have fresh guidance. We have fresh instruction so we can obey and carry out the word of God. Thank you, Father God, for your word. It is alive and powerful. It is our guide. We don't ever have to struggle. 
We're not taking that struggle message. We're not taking it. If it's something you've heard and the name, it ends today, we're not taking the struggle message with us one step further. He's a good God that loves us, who wants to bless us, and he does no harm to his children. And Father God, we're keeping our blinders on. We're keeping our eye on the prize for we're going to see what we're standing for. We've laid this foundation on the word of God. We're building our house, our lives. We are the church and you're going to build it. And the gates of hell will not prevail against our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. For Luke 10, 19 says you've given us all power over the enemy. In Jesus name, in Jesus name, thank you, Lord, for the rest of this day that you continue to speak to us on this fast, that we're going to hold mighty testimonies in our hands at the end of this week. But not only the goodness of God and what you're doing for us in this year is going to continue to flow. This days of 21 days of prayer and fasting, Lord, has opened up the rivers. The goodness of God is flowing. We're going to have favor, the blessing of God, the hand of God is on our life. And I'm not letting go until I see it. We are built for bigger. We're built for breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. That's right, Mike. Forever your word is settled in heaven and it's settled here on earth. That's right. We're going to hold mighty testimonies. Amen. Give me your emojis. Agree with me. I'm standing with you. You're standing with me. This is going to be the best year. I know because, because the kingdom of God is all about increase, we should never take when you hear someone say, this is going to be our best year and say, oh, well, they said it last year. Yes, yes. And we're going to say it every year, every month, every day, because the kingdom of God is all about increase. And when you're in the kingdom of God, every year is going to be better than the last year. Every day is going to be better than yesterday. Every month is going to be better than the last. So don't blow that saying off and say, it's so cliche. It's, you know, he's, he's saying, she's saying, this is going to be my best year. Yes, every year should be your best year. We don't step backwards, not even once. We don't step backwards. We are all about increase in the kingdom of God. Jesus wants you to go forward and be productive and increase every day of your life. Remember, you are built tough. You're built tough. You're built to stand up to the enemy. You have a solid foundation that you're building on the word of God and you are built tough to stand up to the enemy. We went through some verses today. You are strong and you know your God and you will do great exploits this year. Great, great people are going to look at you and not even recognize who you are. And by the end of the year, you won't even recognize yourself. And that's the best kind of year to have. At this time, I'm going to give you an opportunity to sow into the kingdom, sow into this ministry. We would love, if you haven't already, to prayerfully pray about it, especially during this fast, to consider uh, partnering with this ministry. There are big things I know I can feel it. I have an excitement in my spirit. Ted and I have already told the Lord, yes, we will step out. When you give us that next instruction, Lord, it's already a yes in our heart. Our faith is set on it. We're built for big. 
So prayerfully consider partnering with Miracle Word Ministries. You can go on our website if you want to read more about it. There's different levels ship. There's different tiers. You get different things when you partner, uh, you know, different amounts each month. But pray about it. You know, if you feel like, hey, I want to sell it all up front now. I want to do a large one-time offering. Do it. Do what God has told you to do. You can't outgive God. And before you even set it into the ground, water it with your confession in your faith, you're going to receive a harvest because that's just the way the word of God works. It's seed time and harvest. You want to get a harvest back, you have to sow a seed. And so pray about that. Do that now. You can do it at miracleword.com. You can do it for PayPal. We have Zelle. It's the same address, info at miracleword.com. Hashtag donate. Uh, Cash app uh, is MWGive. Also on Venmo, it's MWGive. And so and I know many of you are standing with us. If you feel to up your partnership, let's do it. Let's do it today. When God tells you to do something, you don't have to dwell on it, especially when it comes to giving. You know, because that space time is when the enemy will talk you out of it. When God tells Ted and I to sow something, it, we want it out of our hands so fast. Because what happens? You get in the car, things come up. You forget, you know what I mean? So you got to do it then and there. God knows he has your heart. God knows he has your heart and you can't outgive God. As soon as you give stuff, the harvest comes right back. So we are so thankful for the Victory Tribe. We're thankful that you stand with us financially. We're thankful that you pray with us. And so I'm looking forward to our communion service on Saturday. It's going to be a good time. Make sure you send in your prayer requests. Make sure... Uh, you keep sending in your testimonies because the testimonies are a constant encouragement for the world, for other Christians that are going through things. You think that there's people around you that aren't going through stuff, maybe because they're not expressive about it. But everybody, every day needs to be encouraged. And so your testimonies that come through, they're, they're a big help to many believers in the body of Christ and to heathens. Um, if you haven't already, you know... It, you're going to fast more, more throughout the year. This isn't like if you didn't get the book and you didn't start with us for the 21-day fast, you should be fasting more than just in January. Fasting is not, we don't just do it in January. We do it throughout the year. If God calls you to do three days here, he does a week here, there's times where he's called me different weeks throughout the year. And so make sure you get these two books that Ted has put out. He put out the Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting. This will help you. This will explain things to you. This, I mean, he did so much research on this, and this will help you get through fasting. But this year, he put out the, um, the devotional. It's a devotional. It's got the reading plan in it. It's got prayer points. And both of these you can get on Amazon. Both of these you can get on our store. I think if you get them um, at our, our store on our website, there's a slight discount if you bought them both together. Uh, so make sure you get them. It's good to have throughout the year. So you can read. People fast wrong so much. They're told the wrong things about fasting. That's why I started at the beginning. Fasting is not, you know, there's things in here that are going to, you know, probably be like, ee. But you know what? Like I said, the, the correction in, it brings you into a good direction that God has for you. And we want to do this right. We want to do this right. We want to see God answer our prayers. And we want 
to build our spirit man. So we want to do this right. So get get these books. Um, if you're giving uh, the $85 a month this uh, this month, we have Adventuring with Christ with Lester Summerall. Love love his love hit him in general. Um, I'll look him up on YouTube and listen to him. His books are phenomenal. You talk about faith builder, faith builder. So anything of $85 or more, if you do $1,000 or more. Oh, I'm sorry. We switched the slides to the $250. Uh, if for any seat of $250 or more, you get the adventuring in Christ as well as how we got the Bible. That That's a very interesting book. Um also, both of those are great. So if you're giving a seat of 250 or more, we'll send those out to you. If you're doing $1,000 or more, we have the, um, is this a different one? Oh, but this isn't the one that's for the 1000 or more. You guys changed it? When did we change that? We'll see about that. Um, here's a, a Bible that, you know, I didn't realize we were changing, but I guess there's a slide for it. Is there a slide for this one? Yeah. The NET Bible. The NET Full Notes Edition. You'll get that if you do any seeds. So you're going to get all three. So you get one book, two books, or three books for $1,000 or more. We've had some people write in and say, I didn't get my book. Well, this is why, because you have to actually go to miracleword.com forward slash offer and, um, and fill out the form so we know, because we're not just going to be an automatic mail out. So if you didn't get it, make sure you fill out the form and Jenna will get that to you in the mail. I love you guys. Ted will be back tomorrow morning. I'll be back for Wednesday and Friday afternoon, and I'll see you Thursday morning. I love you guys. Have a wonderful day. Stay strong uh, on the fast. It's ending soon. You guys got this. Day 16. Um, well, Janine, did you do it for this month? If you did it for this month, you know, all the mail outs kind of go out towards the middle of the month because she's just not going to do it daily. So if you, if you have done it for this month, then you'll be getting the book soon. If, if you've done it for previous months and you haven't gotten it, please contact Jenna at MiracleWord.com. Um, and so we're going to be seeing you uh, tonight. Make sure you jump on. The service is live in Jasper, Indiana. And uh, we'll be back live tomorrow morning. Love you guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.